Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Typical Creative Podcast. I'm Ashton, your host, and this podcast aims to redefine the word creative. The term creative has been fenced in a lot lately, which seriously might be one of the most ironic things and appropriate things all at the same time. But anyway, this podcast aims to open our eyes to the fact that everyone, and I mean seriously everybody, has the gift of creativity. The typical creative podcast will feature all kinds of creative people. No, this doesn't just mean my coffee drinking photographer friends and hipster skinny jean musician friends. I'm talking about business owners, pastors, teachers, construction workers, loan officers, and anyone else who wants to come on the show. Creativity is something that we've kind of boxed into the fine arts category, but the reality behind it is that everyone is creative in one way or another. And so my goal with this podcast is to just open our eyes and have some really fun and delightful conversations about how creativity makes the world go round. And today I would like to introduce to you uh, my guest today. He is a good friend of mine. He was a colleague at my previous job. And he is a great hand-drawn animator and content creator for digital platforms. Uh, This guy is also not only just a creative as far as arts is concerned, but in the way he problem solves life. And so uh, with a dog who tore her ACL and a wife that he married in the middle of a pandemic, he has plenty of problem solving, troubleshooting, and creative thinking that he's done recently. So without further ado, here comes Jaron Jocelyn. Hey, welcome to the Typical Creative Podcast. Today, I have a awesome friend with me. He is animator. I almost said animator. Hand hand animator. Hand drawn animator. Yeah. And content creator. And uh, he's also a great friend. And his name is Jaron Jocelyn. Hey, everyone. So today, uh, as many episodes have gone or will go and are going to go, we're talking about creativity in not just a typical way, not just in a way where you're thinking about art, you're thinking about fine arts, you're thinking about stuff like that, but in other ways too. And so we'll kind of dabble in both because obviously you are kind of a traditional creative minded person, but that doesn't mean creativity doesn't show up in other ways. So first question, just to get things rolling, if you could describe yourself with three words or phrases, um, what would they be? Um, obviously I'd probably first start out with creative. That might be a little generic, but, um, I think of myself as a creative person, but that doesn't just apply to my work. Like the way I solve problems. I also think about that in terms of creativity, like any route that isn't the most straightforward, like point A to point B, any like detour in thought to me is like creativity with that. Um, and so that also leads into, I consider myself a little chaotic. You know what I mean? Like like so would you say i'm chaotic or like i create chaos yeah yeah <laughs> both so you're like uh, the scarlet witch <laughs> right like i ha- i have in me chaos that i want to resolve but sometimes i wait because it's actually like creative juice you know what i mean mm. like a little bit of that tortured artist kind of does, mentality does that show up in like if your room's messy you're feeling creative honestly no I, I, I like know some having people a like clean that. workspace. Oh, okay. But sometimes I'll go down a rabbit hole like while I'm creating something and like say I'm trying to f- figure out a design style for animating something. Um, sometimes I can sit in the chaos of going down rabbit hole after rabbit hole on like Pinterest. Like I'll look at different styles and see um, 
like what kind of style I want to make out of something. And then I'll just keep going down rabbit hole after rabbit hole, doing a bunch of different stuff that's unrelated to the project, but eventually it comes back, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. So we've got creative, we've yeah. got chaos. chaos. Or how about chaos creative? <laughs> uh, I'm a chaos creative wing. Sounds like an infinity stone. <laughs> okay, and the third phrase? Um, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say fun. Maybe not funny, but like jovial. Like, I take things pretty lightly for yeah. the most part. That's true. Yeah, I think you're you're a good... I've heard people describe you as like the kind of awesome, fun friend that they just want to have a mini version to stick in their shirt pocket. <laughs> I've literally <laughs> never heard that. I've had several people in the last month say that about you. And I was like, that's weirdly specific. <laughs> weirdly specific that all of you are saying that? It's like, why did, I mean, I could see it. It's like, I could see a cartoon version of you turned into a little. Should I be worried about like getting kidnapped or something? <laughs> Maybe it's definitely a possibility at this point, <laughs> but think about like an action figure. It's like, you okay. got your hairstyle on it. It's got your glasses. Like you've got a, you could be a character, but you're not weird, but it's like you could be turned into an action figure. And then it's like, he's so fun. <laughs> Shirt pocket. <laughs> That's such a weird thing. Yeah. I don't feel like I would feel comfortable people saying that to me oh, about me. No. So I'd imagine your skin feels a little crawly right now. Uh, it sounds like they want me around, which that's a compliment in itself. True. That is true. And I think uh, like a lot of people have seen work that you've done and they just think, wow, he's really fun. He's really, he's really skilled. And I love like the animations he's made or the video projects he's worked on. So speaking of those things, what kinds of um, like animation or projects and stuff have you been working on? Um, so... Most of the projects I do are within the category of motion design. So like I'm coming up with, I work with a video from voiceover all the way to its completion in video format. So I'm editing audio, I'm creating the design for how the video looks, and I'm actually animating like the frames of how the video flows. Um, and most of the work I do for that is done freelance. And my, my biggest client is someone on YouTube called Pastor Landon. Pastor Landon. Yeah. He's supplied me with a lot of work. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, and he does some really cool stuff too. Like there's, yeah. there's things that you help him with. And then there's things that I've seen from him. Otherwise it's like, yeah. he just got some great ideas. Right. <clears throat> and partnering with someone like yeah. you is definitely helpful. So in That's that, really cool. what do you offer to him? Like, are you doing yeah. iPad illustrations and procreate? Are you doing after effects? Are you doing uh, blender? You know, what, what kinds of sure. stuff are you offering? Well, I'm doing like a hodgepodge of, um, procreate after effects, illustrator and Photoshop. And flannel so mostly, graph, right. I haven't done any flannel graph stuff yet, but I'm working on it, you know? <laughs> yeah, of course. Everyone's working on their flannel graph skills. Everyone, everyone and their mom has a flannel graph collection. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so Landon is really great at writing and producing content and then sending voiceovers. He's great at, he's got that process down. He can sit down with the script he's typed up the night before, record it, send it off to an animator. And then they are like batch exporting work. Like they'll send it him work in bulk. Like I used to send him a video a week, basically from his voiceovers and they'll do series with him. Um, I've done like a series on Psalm 23. I've done a series on the names of God and I've done some, uh, like Bible walkthrough videos with him and then some random, uh, just auxiliary videos that aren't a part of a series or something. So most of those are, are serious content, educational content, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Have you done anything that's fun or silly or goofy or yeah. memeable? 
Um, not for Pastor Landon because of like his format's a little bit more informative, educational, um, biblically uh, informing or like spiritually mm-hmm. nourishing. Yeah. Um, but I've done, honestly, the fun projects like that are my favorite because they are incepted in my mind usually. <laughs> and it's something dumb I just want to do. Like we were talking about the flannel graph. Yeah. Um, I went and collected flannel graph from my church back home and the church I was working at. And I, um, I got all the flannel graph, which come in these really neat and organized boxes yeah. that like have each character labeled moms intricately and, and, and uh, stay at home moms and, and children's ministers have right. all, they've all systematized all it. Yeah. Wiping noses that are snotty and yeah, they have their stuff yeah, and so they, they know, have their ducks in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So it's in those boxes and I, I thought as an animator, I'm like, I have to animate biblical characters over and over and it'd be really cool if I could like take from a style people already know, mm-hmm. like flannel graph and convert it to like PNGs to where the background is transparent and I just have these little character assets that are like <laughs> ones people would recognize. Yeah. And so I converted like a whole set, like, or I'm in the process of converting. Oh, that's cool. It, it's really time consuming. It's, but like I you look imagine. at a character and that might be easier to cut out in Photoshop. Right. You look at a bunch of the little like things they hold <laughs> and like symbols and weird things. It's going to be really time consuming. And then I have to label all have of it too. Have you had any like do any like surgery on some of them to separate like <laughs> the cane from their hand or no, to no. Like, separate the mullet from Jesus? What's crazy is they have, they have it all sorted like that too. Like oh. they, they've wow. already done all the work in like making it easy for me to convert. Like they have them alphabetized even. So I didn't have to do any work that way, yeah. but yeah. I would imagine if you went to a garage sale, you would be sorting and <laughs> honestly, yeah. be, it'd be a different yeah. setup based on the point of collection. Yeah. So I've done the flannel graph and then I, one of my other favorite projects that I just recently like reposted to my Instagram, mm-hmm. I made like an AR filter for my school, like augmented oh, yeah, reality. Yeah. It tracks your head and it, you've seen the quizzes like which Hogwarts house are you or which character from right. Twilight are you? Total Hufflepuff. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I made one for the school I go to, um, Ozark Christian College, and it's like, which professor are you? And so yeah. I took a majority. I didn't get all the professors because I couldn't get that many PNGs or whatever. Yeah. Um, I took as many professors as I could, threw them through like Facebook software, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I made an Instagram, which professor from Ozark are you? And it was really fun. And I just made it. I was just bored at a coffee shop, and I'm like, I bet I could throw this together watch some quick tutorials and just yeah. put it out there. I feel like I saw a couple of those and it was like kind of awkward because you never know like well, if people's reactions, they might be genuine, <laughs> but sometimes they can yeah. be a bit insulting. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's weird when you're doing one of people like around you. Yeah, people you like, know. If you're yeah. disappointed, that's really, you yeah. don't want to post It's like that. if I do a what celebrity and I get Kevin Hart and I react like, what the heck? That's so weird. It's like Kevin Hart's not going to be mad. No, he's not going to see like, it. But like if I get a friend or somebody that I kind of know and I'm like, <laughs> oh man, I wish yeah. I was somebody else. That's like, that's kind of like sucks, but either way, that's like really fun, you know, for student life and some of that stuff too. Um, and obviously as you as a creator, just going like, you know, this will be fun or this will be silly. Hopefully people don't use it for bullying, but any good thing could be turned and stuff like that. So, right. It's neutral coming from me. Exactly. Like someone could make it positive coming from you. Yeah. 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 For sure. So speaking of neutral or positive or framing things, uh, obviously this last year has been a weird year. Uh, for the whole world yeah. uh, with pandemic. And it's kind of like this, not only is it an elephant in the room, but it's the unwanted elephant in the room. Right. Like, 
Everybody knows it's there. Lots of people will bring it up or bring it up just because they have to. But nobody really wants to talk about it anymore. Right. So I don't really want to talk about the pandemic, but I do want to talk about how creativity kind of was applied in a lot of different ways. Because I personally felt in my job at the time that creativity was like super forced, but I also had all of these fences and barriers and obstacles and requests and all kinds of things. People were like, we want more from you. And I'm like, I don't know what you want. And so it was kind of this weird process to figure out, okay, so how do I overcome these limitations, which is I think one great description of creative thinking is overcoming your limitations with either a new solution or a fresh solution or one that you hadn't tried yet. Right. And so anyway, in that I could probably ramble on about the pandemic, just like (laughs) it seems like everything with the pandemic continues to ramble on. But for you, there was a, uh, there was an event in life that is normally (laughs) much different. Yeah. And uh, a year to follow that event, which is often much different. And so I'll let you kind of spill some of the news on what that was. And I just want to hear from you. uh, What was it uh, initially like to to be like, oh, dang, this life event is going to be different. And uh, maybe some of the creative things that have come out of that good and bad. Yeah. Um, So as this is being recorded in 2021, 2020 was obviously a weird year for everyone. Mm -hmm. A year everyone had to get creative with work um with living with their spouses um just about every aspect of life even like getting food like yeah it was just a weird ordeal for everybody um but for me i was supposed to get married in april um and most of the pandemic um at least in america most of the major events of the pandemic actually like fell down early march and like we were all confused as far as like how long it would last and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um but um, I was on spring break, I think. I was in Iowa with. So, so you didn't get married. Um, I eloped. But okay, so you guys, you got married. Yeah. Okay, I got married. <laughs> but it wasn't the same wedding. No, it wasn't the one I planned on. Okay. The numbers were like a percent of what they were going to be at the wedding. It's just so weird. Yeah. So I but you ended still up, looked good. I looked great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's well, not... pre-pandemic, wait. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like the freshman 15, but then times right. 15. <laughs> freshman 15 plus wedding 15 plus pandemic 15. Yeah. I was a potato. Yeah. <laughs> or now a potato, then, <laughs> then looked pretty. Yeah. Pre-potato. Just like 50% potato. Right. Not fully grown potato. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I, yeah, I got married March 28th. I was supposed to get married March 18th. There were nine people there. We were allowed a maximum of 10 because the CDC guidelines were brand new. And so we got, we eloped, um, in just like a chapel with no one else there. Uh, we had our immediate family and a photographer and that was literally it. Nine people. Which that was at College Heights Church, right? Yeah. Yep. That's where I got married too. Yeah. Well, same room. Five or six years before that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, crazy. Yeah. So we met with our families. We took photos afterward and you can't really, can't really go on a honeymoon, uh, during a pandemic. So we just went to our apartment and unpacked stuff and yeah, basically started moving the week, the day after we got married. So did that feel, uh, was that frustrating or anticlimactic or was it actually like, no, this is fine. Like how did, how, like depends whose perspective. Yeah. See, I mean, there's always that too. I mean, yeah. 
you know, there's things that you, you missed out on, but there's also probably things that you're like, I could have never avoided, you know, aunt Debbie before, (laughs) but now (laughs) I can, I I didn't invite her to my wedding and it's fine. (laughs) Right. You know, I didn't have any feelings like that. I don't have an aunt Debbie, by the way. Oh, good. She would have been furious. Yeah. If she saw this, I wasn't shaming anybody. Just okay. generic. Okay. Maybe I don't have any Debbie, Debbie either. Oh, good. So yeah, <laughs> Sorry, Debbie, off, the, whoever you are. off the hook there. Yeah. Uh, uh, I didn't have anyone I was trying to avoid. And if I did, I obviously wouldn't talk about it. Probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but, I forgot about them already. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're already out of my life at this point. Um, I, I, I'm, I wouldn't say I enjoyed, but I mm-hmm. didn't mind having a small scale wedding. I'm definitely a lot more introverted than my wife, whose mm-hmm. name is Megan. I probably should have said that at some point here. Yeah. And while we're at it, the whole family is Jaren, Megan, and you have a little Frenchie. Little Frenchie that's one year old. Named? Rosie. Rosie. Yeah. Just the perfect name for a little. It's like just old timey enough. And like, she's got a wrinkly face. Total mouth A young breather. body. Total mouth breather. Classic Rosie. Snorer. Yeah. <laughs> She is a little ball. She's a she's chaos incarnate. Yeah. If I am chaotic energy, she is the embodiment of yeah, chaos. She's the tesseract. Right. Yeah. <laughs> In dog form. Right. And I use her for creative power, like Loki. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um she so the wedding, I I enjoyed small scale because it was intimate with our family. It was a really it's gonna be a really special day for us to remember in retrospect and even not far out from the event. Um, but for her, I really felt for her in that we lost out on her getting to walk down the aisle in her dress. She's saving that for the celebration this year. Mm. She didn't walk down the aisle in her dress that she bought. Um, and she didn't get to be out in front of all of her friends. It wasn't on the day we had planned. We didn't get to go on a honeymoon. Like all that stuff matters to me, but I didn't do as much in the planning. So yeah. like it's a higher cost for her. Mm-hmm. So she very much did not enjoy the changes and I, I totally get that. But, um, so, yeah. So I mean, as if like the first year of marriage wasn't already right. super like a challenge of its own. Yeah. It's just its own challenge. It can be really fun. It can be really rewarding. It's also just like you're learning communication styles a little different. It's like, you know, the more time you spend with someone when you're living with them, you start to realize that like you have to be intentional about actually like, having fun together because you can just like, eh, what do you want to watch? Turn on Netflix or <laughs> you can pretty quickly just be like, I don't know. What do you want for dinner? And like make something and you can kind of lose, not necessarily lose the love of it, but like that it, it requires a, a, a deeper, more intentional thing. And a first year of marriage, you know, you have ups and downs and you kind of go through that. But then yep. on top of it for you guys, it's like, Hey, guess what? You get to spend the entire day yep. <laughs> every day. Two bedroom apartment for at least six months before people were back to work and yeah, stuff. Yeah, minimum. Or yeah. Well, the first few months were the most condensed as far as mm-hmm. like how strict everyone was because no one knew what to yeah. do. So it's like so you can hang out with friends, you right? Know. People are saying don't even leave your house. Yeah, it was weird. Um, yeah, I would say my comparison of it would be the difference between taking a semester long class on marriage versus like a month long seminar. (laughs) It's like a lot more condensed. You have longer class hours. Um, I'd say you learn it faster. You learn how to like share a space. Well, I mean like it's different than having a roommate for obvious (laughs) reasons. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's different than having a roommate, um, 
on its own, getting like to know what it's like to live with, with someone of the opposite mm-hmm. gender. And, um, there's only so much Netflix to watch. There's only, right. only so much takeout you can order or can't even order that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there's only so much frozen pizzas you can make, you know? Um, so thinking about, thinking about creative yeah. stuff, thinking about creativity in the practical world, it's not, cre- you're not creating as in a sense of art. You're not creating in that type of sense, but you're, you're having to be creative in troubleshooting and problem solving and communicating and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, what was like maybe something that you're willing to share from that first year of marriage, which was a little bit different than a lot of yeah. people's first years. Um, maybe, maybe something that the pandemic in, like caused miscommunications sure. or something. What was some troubleshooting that you had to do to apply some, some creativity and kind of, that we can all kind of look at and go, Oh yeah, that is, that is creative thinking. Yeah. There's like two things I can think of off of the top of my head. The first one comes from this, like, I, it's not like a biblical proverb, but like a social proverb that I'd, I've heard, which is uh, distance, I think, makes the heart grow fonder. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like, I don't want to apply that to like, uh, if you go work in another country, you're going to love your wife more. Um, but like sometimes yeah, being in a different extreme, room, yeah. well, yeah, sometimes <laughs> being in a different room for a couple hours makes you look at the person with a little bit more kindness. Yep. Um, obviously harder during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's super important to have different spaces. I think to be able to draw lines in spaces, like what they serve is helpful in a lot of things. Like if you look at schoolwork, it's way easier to get something done at a table or something where you're sitting upright versus like a couch. Cause the couch, your brain automatically associates it with relaxing, unwinding. Right. And so your brain's actually not as, as adept to handle like the task that you're wanting to get done. Yeah. So same thing with like a relationship you, if you want to not be mad at each other all the time, have spaces where you go to get like distance mm-hmm. from one another. And that sounds bad, but it's, it's for the benefit of your own like togetherness. I mean, is it's the difference separation. of being like a, a movie relationship where everything's perfect yeah, or a real relationship where you need right. some space sometimes, right. you know, it's absence makes the heart grow fonder. Right. And, uh, you know, even it's the principle of diminished return. If you spend right. too much time eating your favorite food, guess what? Your favorite food becomes pretty boring. Right. Or like even as a kid, you find out with like sleepovers pretty fast. If it rolls into like a <laughs> yeah. two day, three day, you realize why you live in different places than I'm your friends. We're friends and not siblings. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. But you have a lot of fondness for a sibling, but like you also yeah. know a lot of things they own, can do. It's its own relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's entirely different. Um, so I would say my first creative step in quarantine or condensed living together. Um, find spaces that you can both have something that's your own. Yeah. So for me, I'd go do fun, creative things in my office, like Mm -hmm. work on projects, play music that maybe she might not necessarily like or something. Um, and for her, it could be playing with our dog. I know during the summer animal crossing was huge. Yep. So that actually leads to my second thing. Okay. So you separate, but you also, so it's weird because we live in the present, but when we Mm -hmm. look back, some of the things that we intentionally work to create become nostalgic in ways that like are actually better than they happened. Oh yeah. So we remember things like events, events that we thought were fun. were probably pretty fun in the moment, but like your distance from that event 
with added with nostalgia can mm-hmm. make you remember it more fondly. So I think having anchors within like your story or within your week, um, things that you can intentionally remember and look back on are mm-hmm. super important. So like animal crossing was something we could both work on together and yet be doing separate tasks, um, and look back and remember a time where we were doing something fun and jovial and it was everyone else in the world was doing it from different places. Yeah. It was kind of a cool thing because we were as a society, we were together and yet mm-hmm. all in different houses. And it's like, we're all getting through this together. And yeah. I remember, honestly, I look back on the first season of COVID really fondly because hmm. like it's when I got right. my dog. It's when I, my friends and I played a lot too much video games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to make some really cool stuff. Yeah. Like I look back on the quarantine, the condensed quarantine where you don't leave your house as a, as a gift. <laughs> yeah. Although that's awesome. in the moment I didn't think it was a gift. So that's right. why I think the anchors like along the way, mm. things you can look back on events mm-hmm. and even like routines in your week are super important. Yeah. And I, I, I was just going through my, uh, archives on Instagram or rather the, like if you go and edit your highlights on your story, um, you can go through and see all the stories that you're like, Oh yeah, I forgot I did that. Or I forgot (laughs) I posted that. And I even just remember looking through some of those things going like, or the day when I posted it, I was like, Oh yeah, I made a post today, whatever. But now looking back at it, I'm like, Holy smokes. Like all the work that I did on my house or, uh, when I went and saw the North forest lights in Bentonville with my wife and some friends, like, those are really great times yeah. that I just totally didn't even think about them. Right. I would have never thought about them again without having yeah. these little anchors like you, you phrased it. Yeah. And I think you even yeah. add something with like the, the thought of capturing it. Yeah. Like we, we're going to look back on Instagram and like our social media platforms as scrapbooks, like what our parents had. Right. With and some clutter. of the things, yeah, less <laughs> clutter. You can delete stuff from your history. It's a more eco-friendly, eco-friendly way to store for photos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But you can basically shape the the narrative of what you remember too, which yeah. can be it can be a that can be abused. Yeah, it can be too. highlight culture, but it can also sure. be a great way to remember right stuff that you would have forgotten. Yeah, and it's less cluttered than a scrapbook, yeah. but it'll be the way you tell your stories. Like sure. you will remember things based on the images mm-hmm. you associate with those things too. Totally. Yeah. So speaking of that, um, I'm going to transition to my last question for you. Yeah. Uh, which is the images, the the animations there have probably been plenty of projects that were a good result and plenty of projects that Mm -hmm. were a bad result and the journey from starting that project to completing the project doesn't necessarily mean that the project turns out good or bad you can have a great time and have a crappy project or a good project you can have a horrible time and have two different results as well yeah so tell me like what was uh what was something off the top of your head what was your favorite project that you let's talk about the the process rather than the final delivery sure um which process did i have the most fun with so what yeah what process did you have the most fun with or did you enjoy the most and maybe just one little thing that you liked about it like don't don't give me the whole process but just say like hey i did this project i worked with these people or by myself or whatever it was and Mm -hmm. i loved this what is that um, in the past year, most of the projects have been done by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the projects I looked, look back the most fondly on is the series I did for Psalm 23 mm-hmm. because it ended up becoming so something I worked on so 
repeatedly that it like ingrained itself into me. Like it became a part of how I tell my story. Hmm. Um, seeing the Lord as a shepherd, someone who watches over us. There's this imagery of like a, t- I almost picture like a tender father hmm. taking care of his sheep. Um, and I just, I love the imagery that's in Psalm 23 and it's most people's favorite Psalm. And even in the series, they talk about it as something that is read at a funeral and like Mm. it's, it's even like ingrained into our culture as far as the language of it. And, uh, Hmm. it's, it's something I enjoyed working on too, because I had the week to week, um, I had a week to week routine that like Monday through Friday, sometimes Saturday, if I was slacking a little, um, I had like each day what I would do planned out. And Mm. I really, I thrive under routine because I feel like it puts your, it puts your chaos in order. Yeah. It puts my chaos in a box. Yeah. That's, I feel like creativity without boundaries Mm. is actually just chaos. Creativity (laughs) with boundaries is controlled chaos. And sometimes boundaries are kind of annoying, but they're actually what create the art. Right. It's it's within the the parameters. Yeah, totally. Um, cause a photo without any framing wouldn't be a photo, right? It would, that's life standing there in front right. of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, that's how I think about creativity all the time too, is just within the constraints you're given. Like for me, it was uh, the constraint of a week. You can only get so mm-hmm. much done in a week. You have to decide what things to cut, what things to keep. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't decide it, then it's decided for you. Right. If you don't decide, the decision will be made for you, and it's usually not the decision you would have made. Yep. Indecision still your decision. (laughs) Yep. And it's the worst decision than picking anything. I think about getting that tattooed sometimes, but I don't really have a problem making decisions. (laughs) I have a problem with other people not making decisions. Well, I was thinking it'd be an issue if if you can't make decisions, you couldn't commit to the tattoo. Yeah, that's true. And you're like, I don't know if I want to get tattoo, but I'm indecisive. For me, it's more of a, I'm, I'm protesting other people making (laughs) (laughs) non-decisions. I like that. Yeah. And then, uh, tell me about the, the least favorite process and you know, you can, if you say somebody's name or something in here, even if you say me or something, I can censor you. So sorry, (laughs) listeners. If, if you hear a bleep, it's not because Jaron cursed. It's because he said that he hates me. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't want people to know that he actually hates me. Yeah. Uh, so not least favorite like output, but least yeah. favorite process. Yeah. Just the process that was like, man, that was not awesome. Mm. I do not love that process. And specifically like the creativity that you had to apply to make a process that was not going so great. Sure. Happen still. Cause at the end of the day, like, especially if you're being hired for something like you still got to reach the product at the end. Yeah. And the process isn't necessarily part of the terms. Sure. It's like you agreed to be paid to create something, but then it's like, you know, this isn't working, like scrap a project, yeah. you know, whatever. So what's, what's something that you kind of look at and you're like, man, that wasn't super fun, but I learned how to do this or like creativity was applied in this way. So one of the other reasons I loved the Psalm 23 series is because it was following a series where I really had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And like with any profession, you can't know what questions to ask without having first tried something like someone that's never done construction work without having tried to do construction, won't even know what things to ask. Nope. So I'd say the most frustrating and like manic chaotic process that I had was the first one I did. (laughs) I did like five or six Bible book walkthroughs with pastor Landon Mm. 
and I didn't know I didn't know what box to make. So it was just chaos. Sure. I didn't know what process to follow, what programs to use for what aspects mm-hmm. of the video. And even like I didn't even know how to focus on audio as a part of video. Mm-hmm. And that was that was by itself a really frustrating process. Oh, sure. And so I look back on the output even and I can see the frustration that those videos took <laughs> up. I was trying to like imitate this hand-drawn style and the video looks super jittery and like kind of jarring. And it just reminds me of like how chaotic and difficult that process was. Sure. But then birthed out of that. So I did end up setting constraints on that project for what the style was. It was black and white. All the illustrations were done in like a black ink style. Yeah. And out of that, once I lifted those constraints and put on new constraints for the Psalm 23 video, mm-hmm. I had a different color scheme. I had tested some different looks. After that project, it birthed my favorite series. Oh, cool. So out of my worst one came one that I am the most fond of to this day. Hmm. Like there are newer projects that might be more technically proficient sure. or even well put together. But I look back on discovering that process with the Psalm 23 videos super fondly. It's an yeah. anchor within my creativity my career as a creative i think it's almost like you remember you standing on the top of a 14er after you climbed it with yeah the name of it up there and the altitude and you've got that photo and you've got that perspective like anyone who's ever climbed a mountain knows yeah holy smokes like i can't wait to get to the summit right but about two-thirds up you stepped over a pine cone and and kind of rolled your ankle a little bit but you were fine yeah and yeah it's frustrating and yeah your ankle sore tomorrow but like without that, you didn't get to the summit. Right. You know? It was a whole part of the process to get what I loved is to do something I didn't. But it's like if you just gave up and you're like, ah, I'm not going to step on another pine cone. You just turn around. Right. You know, there's some self-discipline that you just don't get to. Right. The peak doesn't exist without the way up to the peak. Yeah, totally. Which sorry, any pine cones have ever stepped on. And Sorry, any pine cones listening to this podcast. Yeah. I mean, any offense. I didn't mean to step on your mom or your <laughs> brother, however you're related to other pine cones. <laughs> your clone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't ever think about pine cone relations. So <laughs> <laughs> the first time, first time for everything, right? Yeah. 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 So uh, speaking of first time for everything, you and I are both doing new employment journeys right yep. now. So what is next for you? This is already its own creative rebirthing of like, Mm -hmm. what the heck am I supposed to do next? So what are you thinking? You know, obviously you can't be like, well, my five-year plan is this, but like, how are you feeling? What are you thinking about? Um, So right now I'm pursuing more freelance stuff. Um, I'm still doing some work with Pastor Landon. I'm doing our biggest project so far, this 15-minute video, which for animation is a whopper. For anything, it's a lot of video. And uh, and I can link your YouTube channel. You have all your stuff on your YouTube channel? I don't. I have it on my website, though. Okay. So on your website is jaronjocelyn.com. Is that right? Jaronjocelyn.com. Jaronjocelyn.com. Okay. I'll, and if you're on the, a, a space where you can see show notes or you're on my website, ashtonobadiah.com, you can go to the podcast tab and check that out. I'll have a link there for Jaron's website. You can see his work. You can see the animation. You can see stuff he's done for Pastor Landon and other yep. people and check him out. Yep. Yeah. So, um, Jaron, uh, what, so what were you saying? What is next? You've got this big yeah. 15 minute animation project, <laughs> you know, uh, I've got a few things on the docket, yeah. but I am. So one thing about freelance that's weird is that P 
people aren't going to come find you out of the woodwork. You have to apply yourself. Some people aren't just waiting to give you money. For well, they nothing. are. That's the thing. They are, but they don't know you exist yet. Yes, and that's sure. part of the book I'm reading. Uh, Freelance Manifesto. Ooh, book plug. Book plug. Um, Put your affiliate links because you're not <laughs> helping yourself. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you could find it on Amazon if you search it in, I'm sure. Um, but I'm reading it and it was saying there are creative studios who are looking for people and don't know who to look for. So often with freelance, the first thing you start with are projects with people you know or who Mm -hmm. know of you. And that's not really great networking in anything is to only work with people you know. Um, And so right now I'm pursuing some freelance stuff and trying to figure out what kinds of clients could I work for. You know, I've got experience working for churches and I think honestly I could put together some pretty solid packages for churches to do... um, sermon series mm-hmm. or like different social media pushes or yeah, totally. something like that. Um, so I'm doing that. I'm, I'm not refraining from like applying at places. I'm not against applying at places cause freelance stuff doesn't stop when you get employed at a place. Like it's, I mean <laughs> yeah. the amount of time you, you can, can do dedicate. Yeah. You can do it whenever, but like the amount of time you can dedicate depends on that circumstance. Totally. 100%. And it's a little, in some ways it's more risky in other ways doing working at a place where you're employed is more risky. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely less control when you're employed yeah. somewhere, but D- different, you know, different people setting which walls exist. Right. Right. Yeah. And the risks that exist when you're self-employed or freelance are your own risks that you get to control and choose which to take. Right. Which in itself is a dangerous thing. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm just pursuing some freelance stuff, taking mm-hmm. on some more projects, working yeah. on updating my website all the time. Nice. So yeah, yeah. it's always, a, you're always tweaking something you're like, oh, you know, I just don't really like how that turned out and then you can go back and tweak it. Yeah. Um, but a piece of advice you gave me on website was just publish it and then just keep, it. keep refining it as you go. Cause right. part of the problem is that you're a different person in 10 days than you are now. So yeah. you'll never know what to anticipate until you're there. So just do it as you go. Right. And it's way easier to polish something like that than to keep making it brand new. Like it's easier to revise than it is to entirely create. So, yeah. Well, Jaren, I think this is uh, the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for coming on to the typical creative podcast. And, uh, you know, this podcast is essentially for, um, demonstrating that creativity doesn't just exist in classic, uh, hair-brained Einstein type of creative places uh, and, and people like that who are typical fine arts people, but that creativity lives in all of us. That creativity is something that we use on a daily basis uh, to solve problems, to troubleshoot, and to even make life just that much sweeter. So if you are interested in this podcast, make sure you subscribe or follow or whatever you do on the podcast thing that you're listening through. And uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>